Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. I am here today with Patty Gander. Hey Patty, welcome back. Hey Wendy, great to, I'm really excited. This is my topic, right? So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm excited about it too because geez, we only had one of five sessions so far and you've already educated me. You know, I want to talk about, um, you know, the, the staffing shortage. Um, you know, we've t- discussed it a little bit, but in the blue collar manufacturing and world, you know, my question straight out to you, since you are an expert in, you know, number area, number of areas within the manufacturing and training industry is, is there an intentional avoidance of blue collar manufacturing jobs? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, when I talk about manufacturing, I refer to manufacturing as it's not a destination career. It's like people don't go to college and say, I'm going to get a job in manufacturing. People don't graduate out of high school and say, I'm going to get a job in manufacturing. The vast majority of people that at, at, they end up in manufacturing, they may have had a friend that worked in there. They may have had a family member that worked in there, or they just saw an ad and they needed a job and they ended up in manufacturing and then figured out, Hey, this is a really good job. Manufacturing pays really well. And, and I, I always joke around about manufacturing, say manufacturing, we have cool toys. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's not a destination career. People don't tend to go into manufacturing um, because there is, there's this negative stigma attached to manufacturing. Um, you know, you still think about when people think about manufacturing, they think about these dirty, nasty, unair conditioned, unsafe facilities, and people die on a daily basis. So, so manufacturing isn't one of those things where people think about it. People also don't think about where stuff comes from. Right. They go to the store and they buy stuff, but they don't think that somebody had to make the stuff. Right. So, so it's really not even on the tip of anybody's tongue saying, oh, that's, you know, that's a career field I should go into. Um, I teach it at uh, the University of South Florida. And when I'm talking to my students in the beginning, I'll, you know, I'm always saying, you know, anybody ever think about going into manufacturing? And I never get anybody that says it. And I say, well, why? And they're like, well, we really didn't think about, the, you know, what manufacturing was. And, and most of them say, we didn't even know we had manufacturing in the state of Florida. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, folks, I'm, I'm, I'm in the state of Florida. Patty's in the state of Florida, but, uh, you know, work all over the United States. And, you know, it's interesting. The point that I wanted to address there that you brought, you brought up was like, people didn't even think about this had to be manufactured. Um, I do think that came to light in the beginning of the pandemic and maybe the first year and a half, because all of a sudden there wasn't stuff for us to buy because it was really realized that oh, this was manufactured somewhere else, or, you know, maybe only 80% of it was manufactured here in the United States, but you couldn't finish the 100% of the project or the the item that I wanted to buy because we were relying on another country uh, to bring in that that remaining part. And so, you know, all of this is, is so, so true. And, you know, I, I do think and I'm glad we're talking about this, that we have to start talking to, I was going to say younger folks, but really everybody and anyone to say, hey, 
manufacturing, you can have an amazing career um, with or without education. You can mm-hmm. get a ton of certifications uh, and many of them your companies will pay for, right? Yep. Most of them will. Well, part of it is too, you have to get to the parents because the reality is, is that, you know, parents drive their kids towards different careers and they're not driving them to manufacturing. And our educational system doesn't do that either. Our educational system doesn't drive. So like here in the state of Florida, we have different career academies, but the career academies that have any kind of manufacturing bent to them really are more geared towards taking kids and and moving them towards an engineering career and not necessarily towards jobs that you know happen at the at the mid level and lower level in, in manufacturing companies that are still really good paying jobs. Um, so we really kind of career path people towards technician, towards engineer, and we don't say, "Hey, manufacturing is a great place to work, and you can make six figures a year in manufacturing without going out and put yourself out for you know." And I hate to say this as an educator of USF, a hundred thousand dollars worth of tuition debt. You can get a hundred thousand dollar work up to getting $100,000 a year in manufacturing just from, like you said, from certifications. Right. And you don't have that debt. So you're you're jumping into, let's just say the manufacturing industry at 18 years old, instead of delaying, you know, you, you're getting on the job education, you're getting certifications, licenses, if you choose, and you don't have that $80,000, $100,000 student loan debt. I mean, I'm, I'm closer, you know, getting closer to the magical 50 number and I still have a lot of student loan debt. And if I, you know, knew what I knew now, then I may have possibly had a different kind of, you know, career. There's this uh, study from a national association of, of manufacturing and it, it says that the manufacturing skills gap in the U.S. could result in 2.1 million unfilled jobs by 2030. I think I was at about a year ago, I guess it was maybe less than a year. There was an economist that was talking specifically about manufacturing. And about a year ago, we had about 1.2 million jobs that were unfilled at that point. So, so part of it is, that, I mean, there's a few things that are happening. One is that the population is increasing at a decreasing level. So we don't have the people to fill it, even if we, you know, we could fill it. So and and then our educational system isn't doing the things that education needs to do in order to move people into those. And let's face it, not everybody is college bound. Right. You know, there's a percentage, there's a small percentage of people that graduate out of high school that are college bound. So what are we doing with this other 80 percent? We're certainly not moving them towards high skill high wage jobs where they can make a career instead of have a job. And that's the thing about manufacturing is manufacturing can be a career, not just a job. And people don't think about it. Yeah. And I would say for the folks that are listening that are parents and saying, you know what, I I better go uh, uh, look at this as an option. Or if you're in manufacturing, you're listening and you're like, how do we get these people, these um, young individuals or, or of any age, how do we get them attracted to work into the manufacturing industry? is, you know, start joining associations. Are there any associations that you would recommend? Um, Well, it depends on the area that, so that's one of the things about manufacturing. Manufacturing is such a diverse industry Mm -hmm. that, you know, it really depends on what your area of interest is and, and, you know, and, and then what association, but there's some umbrella associations like um, the American Society of, uh, of Supply Chain Management, ASCM, 
okay. or the American Society of Quality um, or the Surface Mount Technology, where they're kind of umbrella ones where, you know, that's not specific to any specific industry, but you can get, a, a, you know, a flavor of, you know, all of the different types of industries that are in manufacturing. Right. And I think you could also go to, you know, your local unemployment centers, um, which in every state, there is the, the unemployment side. And then there's the side where the unemployment um, agency, for lack of a better word, helps the employers. And there's a lot of grants that are out there that can help companies get employees, new hires trained, and, and that those grants, the government grants are actually paying for those jobs uh, for a time period. And then you could use grants as well to train your current employees. So a little bit more on that uh, in, in a few minutes. I want to talk a little bit about companies and them being intentional with overcoming the skills gaps on their team. And this is manufacturing or not. So folks, tune back in in a moment and we will talk a little bit more about training and overcoming those skill gaps so that your people aren't so frustrated that they leave and go to another manufacturing industry. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.